Welcome, students, to Ghoulish University. Class is in session! <laughs> And welcome to today's class here at Ghoulish University, the podcast where we study everything that is Tales from the Crypt. I am your host, Headmistress Logan, and joining me tonight is the uh, Professor of Astrology. It's Thon. What Hi, a Thon. fantastic introduction. <laughs> Just thinking about speaking my name and you almost throw up. That was the, it was the chicken nuggy speaking. A, it wasn't you. What a good it's, friend. It wasn't you, it was the Nuggets. Uh -huh. um, Don't ever blame the Nuggies. My reason for living, right here. Well, it's Wendy's tonight, but I'll eat most any chicken nuggets. All right, well, we also have joining us uh, Professor of PE, Naderade. What's going on, Naderade? Not a whole lot. I'm freezing my ass off this week. Mm -hmm. Here in Wisconsin, we have, like, a huge winter storm coming, like, now. I think so. that I think that the cold front is like making its way downtown. Like, I think it's I think I saw it. It's starting up from the south because I think we're getting that same winter storm, and I think it's all just pushing up north. Yeah, because it's no. fucking freezing. No, all right. Well, it's in Texas. It's, it's everywhere because it's, it's uh, Jacksonville scheduled to have like their coldest weekend in decades. Oh wow! This this weekend. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. How cold is that? Like uh, 53 degrees? No, the, the the low for Saturday is like 27 or something. Oh, welcome to my world. Well, I really hope that y'all's power grid holds up. Yeah. Mine, mine didn't when we experienced historic winter, if y'all remember. Um, but... I was working outside a little bit today and the snot was freezing on the top of my lip. It was gross. That sounds so lovely. See, that's Do y'all get like <laughs> one of the reasons I moved? I'm happy about I'm happy about moving. The high is thirty-eight no on Saturday. Thirty-eight. Oh, I mean, it's well, it's fuck. Where's my? I hate when my watch does this. It's oh my god. It's twenty-one degrees here right now. It was thirty-one when I left work. Um, that shit blew in like at noon today and we had patients calling us all day today. There's no precipitation in the forecast, no rain, ice, none of that shit. And patients were calling us and they're like, are y'all still going to be open tomorrow? Yeah, you can drive on the roads, can't you? Get your ass to the office. <laughs> anyway, it's cold, baby. It's cold outside. <clears throat> Barry, it's cold. <laughs> Pretty sure we can't sing that song anymore. No, 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 no. No, that song stays. We there's a, the lyrics on it. Right. We, we changed the a lyrics nice, on it, right? There's a nice little woke version that John Legend and who else sing together. It's very funny. It's very What's cute. What's in this drink? Maybe it's cold outside. But the original, like, well, it, I mean, wasn't it like, wasn't it written by a husband for his wife? Or something like that. Like it's it's not actually a rapey song. It's it's. Have cute. you listened it's... to it? 
I have listened to it. Listen to it with that in mind and tell me it's not a rapey song. I will. He just gonna, drugs the girl. It's okay. I'm going to do a full fucking video essay on why Baby It's Cold Outside is not a rapey song. I cannot believe you. I would fully. And I'm a feminist. Be, I was going to say, I would fully expect you to be in agreement with this. Well, um, I. I it, no, don't get. Like, at, at the end of the day, the reason for the song is still shitty because the whole reason that she says she has to go is because society is like women can't spend the night with men when they're not married so the whole time she's like no really i have to go and he's like no really like i know you want to stay like fuck those guys (laughs) uh it's fucking cold outside stay (laughs) it's not a rapey song it's it's coercive because of society not because of him you think he gives a fuck about society (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna come back with a full video essay. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, um, so um, now uh, while while we have time before I get canceled by everybody else, um, <laughs> and my reason for being canceled. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's go on ahead and get into this week's episode. Um, we're talking about season two, episode fifteen, mute witness to murder. All right, okay, students, it's time to take your seats. I'm about to teach you a lesson. Dun, dun, dun. Um, have either of you guys seen this episode before? No, I have not. I also have not. Ah, first watch for the whole crew. I think this is a first? Maybe? Question mark? Nah. No? Nah, okay. I, I believe Thon. Um... Y'all, Barry is being such a good boy. You know why you haven't heard aggressive fighting and running around? It's because I have these nuggets sitting right here. So I have the bear sitting on the other side, just being the goodest boy. Um, Let's go on ahead and get into this plop synopsis. Um, We join Dr. Cryptkeeper in his cryptic office. (laughs) Good evening, kitties. I just had quite a scare. I actually thought my heart was beating again. (laughs) tonight's twisted tale is a villainous voyage a murderous medical madness which screams out the creep sequences of getting too nosy with your neighbors so next time you stare into someone's window remember curiosity killed the cat (laughs) um i i really enjoyed that opening um (laughs) he's in his scrubs he like takes off his uh stethoscope Mm-hmm. Um, but was his heart ever beating to begin with? We know where he came from. Um, <laughs> so the episode opens up at a... Oh, I thought it was swanky, but really it's just... The episode opens up at a little costume Halloween anniversary party as Susie is telling her friends how she met her husband, Paul. And they are very clearly in love. Their guests leave and Susie stays on the balcony while Paul goes to give her get her gift for her. Susie overhears an argument between the neighbors across the street and watches on as she witnesses a man kill his wife. Uh, I think his bride. I think she's wearing a wedding dress and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. When her husband returns, Susie is too shocked to speak, and Paul runs to get a doctor, returning with the man that Susie just witnessed kill his wife, Dr. Trask. Paul tells Dr. Trask that he came out to the balcony to find Susie in her shocked state and unknowingly shows him where Susie was standing having a front row seat to the homicide he had just committed. 
Good thing he came prepared with a sedative, and before Susie can even fight back, she is put to sleep. Let's go. How we? How's that opening going? That was uh, the biggest needle ever. Where did it come from? I have that in my notes, too. It's the largest needle in existence. He just had that sedative ready with the hugest needle. Like, he pulled it out cartoon style. The, the like, cap on yeah, it like long. Yeah. I was, so when, when the murder was taking place and the lady was uh, watching out the back door, have you guys ever seen the movie, the Alfred Hitchcock movie, uh, Rearview Window? Rear Window. Is it Rear Window? Yeah, I don't believe that. Have you seen that one? Hitchcock, though. So, I mean, uh, that scene right there actually reminded me a lot of I'm like, ooh, are we going to get a rear window episode here? Not really, but. (laughs) How it should have ended? I wish. (laughs) I got a different one for that. I also Um, have a different one. (laughs) I really hate the subs, husband. Yeah. The, his first thought, okay, his wife, all right, first off, his wife goes in the shock, and his first thought is to leave the apartment to go find a doctor off the streets. I don't understand that at all. I don't care if you happen to know the doctor in the same apartment building or whatever. You don't fucking leave your wife. You call an ambulance or something. Like, what are you doing? It's your, you'll be back in five hours with a doctor if you're looking for one off the streets. Well, I think it, it it appears as though he knew Dr. Trask because he was gone and back in like five minutes. But my, yeah, but I still question heavily why his first instinct was, let me run across the street to this doctor that I know lives there. Um, this clearly, like, well, I mean, he is obviously like a medical doctor, but obviously like he's more of a psychiatric doctor than he is like, anyway. Um, you know, like, I, I just, I hated that because I knew the minute he was like, I'm going to go get a doctor. I was like, and that's the guy who just killed his wife. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, that decision was like, like the worst decision that he made. I, I just, he didn't even that's stop. That's the worst decision that he makes? Um, okay. Well, he makes, he makes some bad decisions, but. Every decision he makes is bad. He, he doesn't episode. even stop to, he doesn't even stop to like. He, he's like, oh my god, Susie. Oh, and he like whisks her onto the couch and he sits there and he doesn't even ask her what happened. He doesn't even ask her like anything. He's just like, I'm gonna get the doctor. And yeah. boom, he's out the fucking door. I was like, bro, what if she doesn't even, what if she doesn't actually need a doctor? What if she just needs to sit for a fucking second? Mm-hmm. Like, cause then she, I mean, obviously like then she could have been like, man killed his wife. XOXO. And then like, you know, giving him a paper or whatever. <laughs> but uh, then we wouldn't have an episode. <laughs> That's true. That was one of my biggest things. Why, like, the pens don't exist? Paper doesn't exist? Yes. Like, Write down what you saw or whatever. What What's going on? Just write it like, down. Like, get, like, take a second, get over the panic of, like, okay, I don't, I can't speak. I can communicate something. Give me a yep. second. Use your hands. Write something down. The doctor's eyebrows are nuts in this episode they're like pointy devil eyebrows my in my so i am i don't know if this is just because well first of all the setting of this episode reminds me a lot of the setting from the sacrifice um 
And on top of that, this doctor doesn't look anything like Michael Ironside, but he's balding on the top and he's got like daggers for eyes. So my brain just legitimately keeps changing his face to Michael Ironside's face. <laughs> I feel like so that's lucky if it was... the great Michael Ironside. I was thinking we'd be, we could be so lucky if it was Michael Ironside in this episode. I I honestly, right? I would have liked it a thousand times more because this other doctor is just such a fucking like dweeb. Such and a creep. He's so, he's, his face looks like plastic. So he, clean and pristine. It'd be like your boy, uh, American Psycho. Christian Bale type of uh, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, that's the type of makeup he's doing. That kind of work on his face mm-hmm. to keep it all clean. Um, fucking oh shit! I was about to say something, and then I had to think about Patrick Bateman's name, and now I'm. I was gonna make a plea yeah, for Michael Ironside to be in every episode. Oh, absolutely! Um, I would not complain because he honestly killed it. Um, killed oh. everything. <laughs> um shout out to our our boys at straight chilling i think that dr trask is the epitome of a cooter like he's got it all in my opinion minus attire because i mean he's a fucking doctor what else no he's got those eyebrows he's not sexually deviant he's not sexually Uh, deviant oh well i don't know we'll get to it we'll get to it yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to it. To it. <laughs> um, okay, so da, 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 da. let's go ahead and keep moving. Paul tells Dr. Trask that he came out to the balcony to find Susie in her shocked... Oh, so Susie wakes up in a hospital wearing a straitjacket. They put her in a padded room, and Dr. Trask has Paul sign papers, admitting her. Susie listens to them talk, still unable to speak. The doctor sends Paul home, leaving Susie all alone. Susie attempts to follow him out, but desk she just fucking throws Susie over her shoulder and takes her back to the room that shit was fucking awesome linebacker for the 49ers I was like girl (laughs) she fucking she football uh, yeah the instant the door is closed Dr. Trask loses all of his prior composure and starts throwing back pills for his heart condition he approaches Susie not even trying to act innocent of his crimes and slides down the wall to sit next to her Dr. Trask tells her that she is in a private sanitarium sanatorium San- sanatorium or sanatorium sanitarium sanitarium that's it sanitarium which he is both director and chairman of the board meaning she is not going anywhere sealing her fate with a bogus diagnosis saying that is what you get when you so rudely intrude into a neighbor's life and he like reaches over and he touches her leg or he was resting his hand on his her leg and he basically tells her to like unbuckle her knees because he's not going to rape her but he would if he wasn't at work, basically. Um, And he tells the desk that Susie is ready for her medication, and once again, she is sedated. The next day, Dr. Trask tells Paul that Susie has experienced something traumatic, and they have no choice but to wait since she refuses to tell them why. Paul, flowers in hand, asks when when she could come back. It could be tomorrow. It could take years. Desks feed... Well, I mean, desk feeds baby food to Susie, acknowledging that she is not like the others. This is where my how it should have ended will come into play. Meanwhile, Paul is recounting the events from the night before to his sister, Dolores. And she tells Paul that she has never heard of someone going insane like that in the span of five minutes. Paul is insistent that, that, 
insistent that the diagnosis is correct, and Dolores asks Paul to check the doctor out, insinuating that she doesn't think Susie is in the right hands. Later, Paul is back at the sanitarium, mortified at Susie's state. Dr. Trask tells Paul that he is beginning to worry and asks if there's something he hadn't told him, suggesting they were not happy in their marriage. Paul begins to get aggravated with Dr. Trask, and I think Dr. Trask was inadvertently accusing Paul of being abusive, um, and he abruptly sends Paul away when Paul basically said no. <laughs> After Paul leaves, Dr. Trask tells Desk that he will not personally monitor all of Paul's visits with Susie due to his concerns. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Okay, I... Hang on, one more. Um... Paul begins to grow more suspicious of Dr. Trask and shows up to the hospital in the middle of the night and demands to see Susie. And Dr. Trask surprisingly lets him in. And Paul tries to talk to Susie while he is in the room. But she still can't speak. Um, do y'all want me to keep going and finish this part or should we stop here and chat? All right, we'll stop here. Okay, so now... So now we're getting to the point where Paul is suddenly like, even Paul, like he didn't even get suspicious on his own. Like his sister who works in a, like a medical lab, I think, or a medical, um, she works in, in the medical field. And well, even she is, like, is that she's pretty much like a, a nurse at a hospital. Yeah. So she's like, so she, she can like easily recognize bad practice. And like the way that Paul is talking about Dr. Trask, she's like, dude. Like, have, have you thought this through at all? Right. <laughs> it's basically what she's saying to him. She's like, you're just listening to everything he's saying. Like, you're not, you're not even the slightest bit sus like sus. <laughs> well, the, the, I mean, the, the thought, like, he, he should be questioning these things because, like, the, fir the first thing is you're taking your wife to uh, an insane asylum and not, like, just a regular hospital. It's like... You should be questioning some of these uh, judgments the doctor is making. It's like, what are you doing, guy? Well, I mean, um, kind of like in uh, y'all ever seen a cure for wellness? Um, how no. like the doctor is just, oh man, you gotta you gotta watch that movie. Um, the doctor, like as Paul and Susie and all of them are walking in, he's like, here, sign these papers. And like, does the doctor even realize? Does does Paul even realize what he's signing? Because I think he just signs them without saying anything. He doesn't ask. He doesn't read. Um, you know, like he doesn't even really think. He doesn't think at all. He just does. And like, I understand he's worried about his wife, but like, I just. Anyway, someone else. Oh, God, I hate Paul so much. <laughs> but he's not. He's not so worried to just leave her there, because in no way was he ever had a had a moment where he was like, "No, she's my wife, and I'm staying with her, no matter what. I'm gonna stay and make sure." No, he was just like, all right, I'm out. He's like, okay, this sounds good, Doc. He's got to clean up the first. He's got to clean up the mess at the apartment from the party. Yeah, even at the first, like, if he was like, okay, okay, I, I, you're you're in safe hands. The doctor said it's better just to have you be here. Like, I'll just go ahead and head home. And then she bolts out the door after him. After that, I'd be like, okay, she wants me to stay. Like, well, yeah, and he I'm gonna even... stay. <laughs> He doesn't even protest, you know, like the fact that the doctor was like, okay, well, we're going to have to keep her here overnight. He's putting her into a padded room. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the other thing. If if Paul really cared about her, um, which I know he does because I was over here like flowers, but 
I'm also kind of like <laughs> I'm sorry, Logan. The cut scene where you see Paul holding the flowers like right next to his head. I was kind of <laughs> laughing at that. He's like, it's like the dude looks so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking funny. Um, I I that's honestly kind of why I, I mentioned it because it was funny. Um, but it was I like as y'all know, I also was like, oh, so sweet. Um, but. Yeah, I just, I mean, whenever I was in the, like, emergency room all night, whenever I had, you know, E. coli during the summer, Diego stayed with me. We were there from, like, 9 o'clock after we all finished recording until, like, 6 in the morning. And Diego left to go get blankets, but he came right back. And there were so many times where I was like, babe, just go home. Like, I'm in a room now. You can go. And he was like, no, no, it's fine. And he, like, slept sitting up in a chair. Like, that's what Paul should have been doing. Yeah, well... Diego, We're not even married. Diego didn't have a, a, a party to clean up after. <laughs> um. Anyway, so other than other than you're not showing up, but you did like that one. <laughs> other than Paul being a dumbass, um, the doctor. So the doctor. Here's the thing, too, is I feel like a lot of his, um, a lot of the, a lot of this episode lays on his performance. And it's not that the actor who played him did a bad job. It's just that he wasn't Michael Ironside. And so I was just disappointed. <laughs> you can't you can't judge things based on that criteria because you're always going to be disappointed. Well, I, I yeah. felt disappointed. I tried hard. <laughs> Nothing stacks up to Michael Ironside. So um, one thing I do want to touch on, you said like he was sort of alluding to him abusing his wife or whatever. Like, no, no, he was straight out calling him out because that was his plan Mm -hmm. was like, oh, you're getting suspicious of me. Here's what I can do to you. Mm -hmm. Like he was flat out laying it out. Like uh, I have like, everyone's going to believe me. All I have to do is be like, she's this way because he was abusing her and you'll never see her again. So that's something that made me really nervous about this episode because I I don't dislike this like style of episode where basically it's like someone witnesses something they're not supposed to and somehow like the person who did that bad thing is able to convince everybody else that she's crazy and they stick her in an asylum and now nothing that she says is going to you know matter which I'm glad they didn't go that route but this is still kind of like just as bad of a situation which like I'm not critiquing it based on that but I've also lost my train of thought. Um, oh, oh, oh. So now, like, now the doctor also is like, not only, like, do I have Susie, you know, basically, like, locked up, but, like, if you try to say shit about me, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be locked up. They don't show anything uh, during this episode, but the, the doctor is now dead wife, not have any family or friends or anything, like... Is there no mystery going on about her being dead or anything like that besides? Um, I think Desk is his only friend. So, I mean, I think what Naderade's alluding to is the fact that if you were not even a detective, just an observant person that was like, wait a second, your wife died the same night that (laughs) I came and got you and my wife is now silent? Like, he couldn't put that together? <laughs> well, does anyone know that his wife is dead? Because <clears throat> at no point is that brought up. 
No, I, I know. I think that's the point is why wasn't it? How was that not addressed? Like, like I have another I have another thing similarly to that. Okay. Very shortly. Um, is that your like uh, how you would rather have it end? No. Okay. It's just another random question. Another oh, okay. issue that I have with this episode. That <laughs> okay. Okay. Kind of ties to the same thing. But um, look at yeah, you're dying. I mean, <laughs> sure. Do, do we need to go run out and find a doctor for you? We'll be right back. I'm going to send Diego down the hall and see if our neighbor's a doctor. Ten hours later, we come back a little Logan choked. You just Maybe they didn't like... have a phone in the apartment. Uh-huh. Um, right. They didn't have cell phones, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess this is, because like this isn't a, a period piece, if you will. It's just modern day, 1990. Um, all right. Well, um, you know so, they didn't have cell phones, right? I'm thinking when back. The, I'm thinking back to Saved by the Bell because Zach Morris had a cell phone then. What year was that? What year was the cell phone like? Because I know the cell phone was around like for a while, but a lot of people didn't have them, and I know that like a lot of people didn't have them. Well, landlines were still a thing. Yes, yeah. there were phones. I just said maybe they didn't have a phone in the apartment or something. Uh, Saved by the Bell uh, started in 1989. Went on to 1992. So there could have been cell phones. There could have been, but there probably wouldn't have Zach Morris had a cell phone, so that means everybody has a cell phone. Because those, like, those early, early cell phones are, cell phones? (laughs) Cell phones are, like, those big, like, bricks, right? (laughs) Yeah, brick. Man. Do they have those in, like, the Smithsonian? They have to have, like, an OG cell phone in the Smithsonian. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. Long story short, Paul's a dumbass, and um, uh, this doctor is a piece of shit, and (laughs) he sucks. Um, Are we ready to move on to this last part of the episode? I thought that's what you were doing. Yeah, I thought you were, too. I was like, this is, what is going on with this last episode? Is this the synopsis of the episode? Oh, sorry. I I didn't realize that we had come to a silent understanding. Um, Okay, so let me go ahead. Meow, meow, meow. He shows up. So Paul shows up to the sanitarium in the middle of the night. He's like, I want to see my wife. And Dr. Trask is like, go ahead. And he lets him in. Um. Paul tries to talk to Susie while he's in the room and tries to figure out what happened while he was in the bathroom. She squeaks and he begins to ask her questions. Her only response uh, that she's able to give is to shake her head or nod. Um, And he manages to guess. It's like they're playing charades or Pictionary. Um, He manages to guess that she saw something outside. And um, while he's saying that, we see Dr. Trask loading up his sedative syringe his massive sedative syringe as Paul's questions play on the speaker. He asked if it was anyone that he knew, and Susie kind of just lays her head back, and Paul realizes that it was Dr. Trask. But it's too late, and Trask jams the sedative in his neck. Paul falls to the floor, and Dr. Trask fucking just steps on his throat and crushes his trachea, killing him. All while Susie watches helplessly. Later... Desk is, finish, is finishing up bathing Susie, and we see that she is about to dry her off. Dr. Trask shows up and takes over, sending Desk away. That is actually her name, by the way. 
like, like that she's credited with. So like she doesn't get a name. She's just desk. Hmm. Um, he uh, so uh, fucking maybe that's, maybe that's her actual name, desk. If you know, like on IMDb, she I sure heard anyway. Um, <laughs> so so Doctor Trask hops into the shower with Susie and he's putting the towel on her, and he tells her that all this excitement is too much for his heart. So he has arranged an operation for Susie to get a lobotomy, telling her they both know she will not survive the operation. And he just kind of leaves. Susie quietly cries in the shower, managing to whimper out Paul's name. We later see Dr. Trask sitting in his office, and we can hear his heart rate rapidly increasing. He pulls out his bottle of pills, spilling them all into his desk. The next morning, Dr. Trask comes to retrieve Susie for her operation and releases her from her straitjacket. He turns her around to look at her, and she grabs his face, and he begins to strangle her. In the midst of all the excitement, he begins to suffer a massive cardiac event, and he goes for his pills, but the bottle is empty. He attempts to tell Des that he needs them, but he cannot get off the floor and pleads to Susie for help. This fucking guy. Susie stands over him as he realizes aloud that she cannot speak, to which she responds, Oh, yes, I can. She says as she continues to watch him writhe on the floor. He continues to beg and beg for his life. You can't just stand there and watch me. She says, oh, yes, I can. I want to watch you. You deserve to die. And the pot calls the kettle a murderer. <laughs> he chokes out his last breath. Susie goes to the speaker and tells Des that there's been a horrible ass accident. I was about to say accident. And Dr. Trask is dead. And she just smiles into the camera. We um, mosey on back down to the crypt where we see Daddy Crypt Keeper uh, in a, his own straight jacket in a, his own coffin. And he says, where's Houdini when you need him? <laughs> well, that was quite a scream, wasn't it, kitties? And what a surprise for poor Dr. Trask. There's a villain with a heart. Attack, that is. <laughs> Just when he thought he was going to silence Susan forever, she walked all over him. I suppose you're wondering what became of Susan. If you give me a scream, I might just tell you. <laughs> and he just cackles away. And then Danny Elfman outro comes in. Um, and there you have it, folks. Um, so Dr. Trask kills another in this episode. This time killing, killing a silly old Paul. What did Paul think was going to happen? I mean, Paul had it coming. <laughs> he had it coming. I don't know about through his stupidity. He deserved it. So I don't know. That, I don't know that he deserved it or he had it coming, but he had it coming. Like, so my how it should have ended. I'm just gonna get into this because I think my my how it should have ended would have been fucking fire. But whatever. Um, Paul so come back what, from the dead and save the day. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that Dr. Trask was also just going to admit Paul to the san sanitarium. Oh. Like, I thought that they were both going to be, you know, like, in insane people in their own little thing. And I thought that Desk had some kind of thing against Dr. Trask. And I thought that Desk was basically going to kill Dr. Trask and bust them out. Um, it may not have been as, actually, it, that doesn't sound as good as maybe what this one was. Um, maybe it is, but I, I thought that desk was going to kind of come more into play. So that's why I had that thing in there about how she was like feeding 
Susie that fucking baby food. Cause she was like, you're oh, hungry, like, aren't you? Mushed up carrots. That was so <laughs> gross looking. Dude, I, um, uh, but she, at one point she says, you're not like the others. And so I thought that that was kind of like a foreshadowing that desk was going to like come into play later, but sure. I didn't get that. I just got the linebacker desk. Um, by the way, you said she did a football earlier, and I was laughing hard. <laughs> what? When did I say that? <laughs> when you talked about her being a linebacker, <laughs> Naderade said he was like a linebacker okay, for the yes. 49ers, and you said she did a football, and then you cut off and you went, to do it. You went right back into the pot or whatever. I, I couldn't find my words. <laughs> I was trying to say I, I was trying to say she looked like a football player. Go sports. Like, she had perfect technique, you guys. She because you hear her as soon as Susie's like, mm, and she's like running out there. You hear Des go, I got her. And then she position <laughs> and just boom gets her. And then she's just running her like I, straight I down got the line. This one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they must have let her play football in high school. Um, cause she, she had good form. I have to say, I don't know much about football, but I know that I know good form when I see it. <laughs> I'll give this a little credit. It was nice to see Dr. Trask to uh, get to see his come up. I can, I wish it would have been a little different rather than a heart attack or whatever, but oh, well. I, the shot for me, the shocking, the most shocking thing was was Paul getting killed like that in front of her. I was like, "Yeah, oh, oh, damn, this took a turn." Yeah, <laughs> dude, that needle to the neck would hurt so much. Oh, oh. that yeah, that needle was even bigger. Yeah, dude, that that whole scene was like the whole time I was like, "There's no way," and then I was like, "They're not gonna," and then I was like, and then Paul got up, and I was like. Yeah, I was like, get him. And then he got back down and I was like, oh shit. And then he like stepped on his throat and I was like, oh shit. Like Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, this is ramping up. <laughs> and then you hear the crack too. Oh my god. And Susie's just like leaning over her bed watching this shit. And immediately, like, I just flashed back to the very beginning scene where like Susie's telling her friends about how in love she is with Paul and how like she is just so lucky that they managed to meet like at that exact time and like it just it sucked because then like she watched him just get murdered again he had it coming nate's like i don't feel sympathy for anyone <laughs> i don't feel sympathy for paul that guy's so dumb in this episode he's he's dumb He's he's a dumb sweet guy at least though like not at least he's not like a dumb abusive asshole or something like that like he's, yeah or, neg or negligent I yeah feel like he's, he's just very um uh what do you call it he's just very kind of lost and just uh, lackadaisical and just well I mean uh, that's yeah like at least Paul gives a shit because that was I know that it was the nineties so it doesn't happen nearly as much but like women being called crazy and then being thrown into asylums and just left forever was like very common you know so i was i was fully expecting paul to just be like i don't know doctor said she's crazy so fuck her and i, I, I want to call him like simple he like a little bit like like forrest gump he simpletons. just simpletons 
he was just <laughs> he was he was very like just a very you know sweet guy, but he was pretty dumb. And he was just like, as soon as something he thinks goes wrong, the first thing that pops in his head is like something's wrong. Get a doctor. So he's like, "Where's the doctor?" And he takes off running because like, he's just. He doesn't think about anything. He's just doing the first thing that pops in his head. So I think he, part of my problem with Paul is not just the character that's written, but it's also a little bit of that on the actor, too. The actor was not very good. And there's this one scene where Paul's, like, giving this monologue during a rainy storm at his house where he's like, I'll get oh, you back, Susie. I'll bring you back home. God. And I'm like, get this fucking guy off the screen. That scene did not need to be there. <laughs> that I thought he was about to break out into song. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like... Oh my oh my goodness. I that scene was I have never cringed more during an episode of Tales from the Crypt than in that moment. I was like, Jesus fuck. Like ugh, now you're looking crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. So my so some my scenarios for how it how it should oh, have ended. Been how ended. Yes. Ended, yes. Uh, Let's hear it. Also involve uh desk. Also involved. Oh. So I had a couple of different things. I didn't know where it was quite going to go. Um, the first, the most obvious thing is I thought when uh, he went in there and attacked Paul and like did the whole kill Paul and then talk to Susie some more or whatever. The cameras are in there. I thought for sure someone was going to see that. Right. Like it's or like, like desk sees that and goes, yeah. Oh fuck! Like what? This you know, and then realizes like, oh, what's going on? And then tries to help. Um, something along those lines. Whereas like he spilled the beans a number of times, and the cameras are on there, and it's clearly recording and all that kind of stuff. Like I thought something was going to go on there. Um, oh, and just to back up a little bit, my other question that I had from earlier when you were talking about the wife is nobody noticed Paul died. <laughs> And where yeah. did the body go? And like, what did they? How did he get it out of the hospital? He's, he's got a sister. Is his stuff. sister not gonna try and? and Dolores yeah, yeah, yeah. would be up in arms. She would be like, "Where the fuck is my he brother? Came here. Where's, where's he my came here to brother see, at? Yeah, exactly. She would be and all over that place. Where's my sister-in-law? Where are they? I must see them at once. Uh, the, and and you could do that where she's. She gets into the hospital and she's in the like she's the one that sees it on the TV when he's in the in the room or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she can she can do all that. So the other the other things, I wasn't sure if uh Desk was gonna be in on it or not at all. Like I thought she was either going to not be in on it and then realize like be the witness to save the day, whether it's seeing it on the TV and like busting them or like you were saying, um, that there was that moment where Paul's in there with Susie and the door closes. And I was like, oh, he's going to just lock him in there with her. Mm-hmm. And I, then I was like, okay, that could be a sweet ending. Like, oh, they're together. They're trapped, but they're together, whatever. And then. And the, crazy. The, and then, well, well, they're not actually crazy. The They're trapped oh in there together. And he's just dumb. And Death <laughs> sees the TV. Death sees the TV or whatever and then breaks them both out and busts them or whatever, something like that. The other way is I thought she was going to be in on it. And or or she was gonna be at at the very least complicit 
and you're just still, talk, you're not, still talking about desk, right? Yeah, not uh, not uh, involved in it, but not doing anything about it either. Right. Because like when she's doing. when she's feeding when she's feeding the carrots or whatever, and she's like, "You're not like the others." I was like, "Does she mean like the other patients are also locked up in here against their will?" Like, mm. there's been others in the past that the doctor has done this to. Sure. Yeah. And she's been complicit, and then by the end, she saves the day or whatever, or. She, she turns the other way and she's actually in on it. Because like when she was bathing um, and he comes up and he kind of sends her away or whatever, I was like, she's got to know something's up here. Yeah. Like she, well, I really like that idea though. Like this episode could be so much better with, if, if it went with that idea, I believe. Um, if they expanded a little bit more, take out the Paul character and expand with the, uh, desk a little bit more. You can no. do that. You can leave Paul in there, or no, I'll take Paul out. <laughs> no, you leave. You leave Paul in there. I mean, Here's... Paul does get taken out. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm writing it. I'm writing it as we go, and tell me this wouldn't be the the most killer scene. So Paul goes in to see Susie. Door closes. He gets locked in there with her. The doctor like says something about it, like to let you know, like, uh, well, you're not going anywhere now, so enjoy your time together. Whatever. Paul's sister comes in. Paul's sister and okay. desk. Fight. Yeah. Potentially brought up. Um, you don't whenever. you don't think Dolores could, could take desk? Well, we see desk tackle Susie earlier. You, this. Yeah, did Dolores you see Dolores is, and she got Dolores fired up? Built. She is a unit herself. <laughs> Honestly, I, want, I want to see this episode now. I want to see so who wins in this fight. Let them fight. <laughs> yeah. So, Thon, it's actually really funny that you say that because as soon as we were talking about Dolores earlier, and like then I, you know, we were, you know, I was like, well, Dolores could show up to the hospital too because, like, we all said, like he's missing now. And then as soon as you're like, yeah, and then it could be also a thing where Dolores shows up and you know she's kind of the person who essentially saves the day, I guess. And immediately I was like. And it would be a really cool death scene if they just like pan over and you just see desk like knife in her chest, blood everywhere. Like she's been like killed by like strangulation by the telephone cord or some shit. I was no, like, Man. I want Dolores tackling her off the roof and landing on top of her <laughs> on top of a bus or something. Oh my God. <laughs> I, want, I want full on like she tackles her through something off of something. Like. It's the biggest budget episode of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I want Michael Bay directing. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the third Tales from the Crypt movie that we never got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want, you, you get to write, you get to write random gay fan fiction about <laughs> the crib. I'm writing my Michael fan fiction Bay my movies. own way. No, and then desk Thon... transforms into like a freaking <laughs> cheetah. An actual something. desk. <laughs> yeah. She's incognito. <laughs> no, Thon, I will gladly read your Michael Bay fan fiction of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I'll gladly watch it. I'll watch the YouTube video, the stop motion, whatever the fuck. I'll do it, man. Um, my gay this, fan fiction only works in <laughs> my 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 gay fan fiction only works in specific scenarios. But I feel like insane episode details from the crypt like that would be a staple. I'm gonna jot this down as a as a uh, season ender. 
for one of my favorite things because I really want to have Dolores versus Desk battled. Right. Oh my god! Let's we could do favorite fan tip. fiction. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to have like a like a tournament with different or characters or something and see. Who oh ends my up god! Here. You have to start getting a bracket bracket of wood. That's what I want. I want to shout bracket. out to this straight chilling. Um, we could steal their bracket idea. Um, do tales from the crypt. <laughs> we could do tales from the crypt villains or just tales from the crypt. We could do the Nick monster. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Ironside would definitely win the entire bracket. <laughs> Michael Ironside, yeah. Let your boss in. <laughs> <laughs> let your boss in. <laughs> it was like, let your boss in, Michael, or some shit like that. It was so fucking funny. That's the first shit out of his mouth. Um, uh, fucking man. Yeah, no, that sounds like a favorite how it should have ended <laughs> is a segment we could do for our season ender. <laughs> the whole yeah. ending just becomes... Uh... Dolores and desk fight for 15. It's kind of like that Family Guy episode where you see Peter Griffin and the chicken going yeah, at it. That's, that's exactly what it would be. God. That's exactly what episode. this fight would be. That's what I had in mind. I want it. I want it so bad now. Dude. Rewrite it. <laughs> Somebody get fucking fucking, I don't know. Directed by Timo. Let's get Mrs. Zemeckis on the phone right now. Yes. <laughs> Directed by Timo. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Oh my god, the true fantasy right now. I, I can't want this episode it. so bad now. God, I'm having so much more fun talking about this episode than watching the damn episode. Well, speaking of which, we should go ahead and grade the actual episode that we got rather than fantasize about what will probably never be. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Nate, what are we going to give this episode? Uh, I give Thon's episode an A, while I give this one, like, a D. <laughs> uh, no, Thon's episode gets an S for superior to everything else. <laughs> no, this episode's a D. I, I, I didn't like it. There's, I don't like the pacing. It was extremely fast-paced, and the Paul character was just dumb so many like loose ends that never got tied up i didn't like it it i wasn't really all that entertained by it either i honestly just had way more fun talking about it with you guys than than watching it i i watched this for a second time tonight i the first time was like what a week or two weeks ago and i on that first viewing i almost gave it an f but i'm like i'll give it a little more forgiveness <laughs> after the second viewing but it's not good. I didn't care for it. That's it. A D. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I'm gonna come in with the D as well, and I'm also gonna give. I'm gonna give my episode an A plus. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> just, just for the boss battle at the end. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I, yeah. There's a lot of problems with the episode. A lot of things I, th I think I brought up I didn't care for, or I didn't understand. Like they, like you said, there's a lot of loose ends hanging. You know, dead wife, dead Paul. Like, uh, oh, the other thing, the other thing on on on, um, they could have extended or uh, a loose a loose end that didn't get tied up was when she goes to the 
when she goes to the the intercom or whatever obviously that's still it's still all getting recorded mm-hmm. she says the way she conveys that and and what she says with oh this is the patient in room 19 um there's been a horrible accident the doctor is dead and then she's like smiles and then like does that whole thing that can that's like if a patient got loose and killed the doctor in their room and they said they were going to go report it that's how they would act like that's exactly what they would do. So mm-hmm. is she still going to get locked up now? Like, is are they going to put in that murder on her? Because that would suck. <laughs> like, you, you, that kind of takes away her. Like, like what did she do to deserve that? <laughs> well, hopefully, I mean, and I'm saying like, hopefully, they would be able to like unravel all of the dead bodies that Doctor Trask has to have around somewhere, and like figure out what happened, but. Also, I don't know. I don't know how well Susie's going to come out on the other side, given how she was acting after Doctor Trask died. Exactly. I don't know. A lot of lot of loose ends. Yep. Um, didn't didn't particularly care for much in this episode. Um, I thought Paul getting killed was was the most was the best part. And not for Naderage reasons, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably the best part of the the, the episode. Um, I was cheering but, on that scene. I was so excited. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't save it though. Mine gets an A plus. So. <laughs> Logan, gentlemen, um, you guys, this episode had potential. We Thon showed us how much potential this episode had, and um, this episode failed to uh, to do what what it could have done. And even if it hadn't been Thon's incredible story, um, it still could have been better than what we got. Um, that being said, what the fuck? Um, I think I'm gonna give this a C minus because hmm. I. I, 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 I just, I don't exactly think that, like, I don't know. There's something that I did like about it. I think, you know, like, at first I was really upset that Paul died. But then, like, as I was listening to, to Thon's um, review, it, it made me realize that the part where Paul died was honestly, like, the part where I was, like, feeling the most during, like, this whole episode. And I feel like... Even, like, other Tales from the Crypt episodes that I do like don't exactly make me, like, you know, like, hold my breath for things, you know? So whenever, like, he steps on Paul's throat, and for reasons that y'all obviously don't have, I didn't want him to kill Paul, so I was like, (gasps) and then, like, you're watching, and you're like, (gasps) and so, like, yeah, that was honestly the best part of this episode, despite the fact that, like, I didn't want it in the moment, Um, but... (laughs) Um, So, yeah, C-minus for me. Uh, Thon's episode, as I said, S for Superior. Um, <laughs> and that is in the grade book. <laughs> um, I guess that just brings us to probably a D since two D's, yeah, one C minus. Um, so yeah, this episode was pretty or more like pretty blah. <laughs> this is where our soundboard would come in, <laughs> <laughs> you could play fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> so, yeah, this episode was a solid D. Um, for D's nuts. Let's go on ahead and move into dad astrology. <laughs> Before we do that, do you think this was uh, Dr. Trask's first no. wife murder? Or do you think he's had killed people before his wife? I think that he perfectly times his murders to where an unsuspecting woman watches it and then he makes her, her his prisoner regularly. No, I'm kidding. But I do, yeah. I do think that this is not his first murder. Can we add points to his patheticness because he couldn't kill her on the first time? <laughs> it was so good. Yelling at him. She's not even like scared. Or You're not going to get away with this. She just continues to yell at him. And she, God. She didn't miss a beat. Mrs. Trask. Mrs. Trask, everybody. Dude, Miss, Mrs. Trask for the win. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Talking shit about him after getting hit in the head with a lamp. She might as well have been like, you hit like your grandma. <laughs> she didn't oh, give what a gonna fuck do about that curtain? You're going to yeah. struggle me with it? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to give this fucker the satisfaction of having my screams and his Dude. last memories of me. <laughs> now, was... now I want an episode where Mrs. Trask comes back to life and kills Dr. Yeah! Trask. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie trash. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. She makes his heart start beating again. <laughs> we didn't even talk about like the heart aspect of it. Like I know we kind of briefly mentioned, like I think Nate said he wished that Dr. Trask had went out and with more of a bang. Um, I honestly, I don't know why I thought that the heart condition was like a sham from the beginning. So like the first time that I wrote, heart condition on my thing i put quotes around it and i was going to be like for his heart condition mm -hmm. but then it actually played a huge role in the episode um all right well that being said let's go to move into dead astrology starlight starlight the first stars see tonight each week, our professor of astrology, Thon, will look to the stars and tell us about the past of the stars from this week's episode and what they might be up to now. Thon, take it away. Yeah. Uh, so I want, I'm curious. You were really excited for this uh, segment. So what made you so excited for it? You were telling me, you were like, oh, I can't wait for astrology this it, week. It was oh, Susie. Okay. Um, it was Susie. I she's in so much stuff. Um, okay. Is is she, are are you gonna get to her? Or are we gonna start with someone else first? No, I'll, start, I'll I'll do her last. Okay. That's who I was gonna do last anyway. Yeah. Um, we'll start with our good friend Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Naderade's favorite. Um, he wasn't in a whole lot that I uh that I um recognized he didn't have a ton of acting credits i'm surprised um, he got a job after this wow <laughs> um you are going in on on him dude <laughs> he's probably a very nice guy he's in a he's in a couple things that um we'll also talk about later but i just want to touch on him he was in uh, house of cards and the americans it's only okay. like a couple of episodes of the americans but 
Um, he was in those two. Um, he was in a TV movie called uh, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. You ever heard of that? No. Maybe. But it's based Possibly. on a it's based it's a like based on a true story TV movie. Hmm. Um, this woman had some something with her blood that like they studied and they found out that was like oh yeah yeah they yeah they use I... for they use they like reproduce now and like distribute in all kinds of medications and like it's crucial to like how and they fucked like, her over they um, royally fucked her over so, to do um, that so uh it all comes back to dark history bailey sarian did an entire dark history episode about henrietta Lacks. yeah hmm. it's it's a pretty fucked up story yeah so they did a tv movie about her life and like hey people should know about this type of thing and then she gets a tv movie not even like a it's, it's like a hbo movie oh, okay yeah. hbo never mind that's different fucking uh oprah was in it i don't know i'm pretty Didn't sure we just talk about how oprah used to be like tabloid <laughs> anyway it that's not yeah until she turned into oprah, oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was, uh, Henry Lacks. Anyway, we're not talking about her. Um, he was, uh, he also was, I haven't seen this yet, but it's been discussed, uh, being discussed quite a bit as one of the better movies this year is, uh, The Menu. Uh, oh, what he's, the he's fuck? In he's in The he's, Menu? He's a, he's a character called Richard. And again, okay. I haven't seen it, so I, I don't know seen how big of a part that is. But he is credited as Richard in the menu. So right. he, yeah, um, I hear it's really good. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Um, but I've I've heard nothing but good things. But I wanted to mention that he's in it. Um. Uh, Richard Thomas is uh, Trask. He was our he was our doctor. Um, he was, believe it or not, he has credits in 1959. Holy okay. shit. I'm assuming he was a child. He's, he's definitely a child. He was definitely a child actor, but I couldn't believe I was like, oh shit, his first credits was like in the fifties. Seriously. Good for him. Yeah. And he worked through the sixties and seventies. He was on the, uh, the Waltons. He's John boy Walton on mm -hmm. the Waltons. Um, long running show. Logan, have you ever even heard of it? <laughs> the Waltons are uh, the Walmart people, right? I mean, yeah. not the TV show, is it? <laughs> then no, I don't. I've never heard of it. <laughs> the Walmart people. I think the I think the people who own Walmart are called the Waltons. Walmart, Wall. Don, is she right at all about this? Uh, Waltons. She, She's she's right about the Waltons. Okay. Uh, I don't. <laughs> don't, get, I don't, don't be flipping me off. <laughs> I, I don't believe they currently own Walmart. They still have their uh, fucking Walmart money. Uh, they are the, they are still the top shareholders. Um. Anyway, he was on the Waltons, the TV show, not not the family. Is there? It's like a off-brand. Um... Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie, yep. Yeah. Um, he's an episode of The Outer Limits. That. I wanted to mention Outer Limits again. It's another oh, horror, cool. horror anthology kind of 
Twilight Zone ish, but more like more like darker, creepier. Did you did you watch that? Right, that's the one with the uh, Imogene Poots and uh, fucking Thanos, right? I, outer range. Outer range. Outer range. Yes. Outer limits is a '90s anthology. Shit, fuck. I don't know what the fuck. That Excuse I was me. just explaining it was a '90s horror anthology that was kind of like Twilight Zone, but a little creepier and darker. Good job paying attention, Logan. I I thought that's what he was talking about. I was like, I didn't know that was an anthology. I said it. I said it verbatim twice. <laughs> anyway, he was on. Uh, he was in it. He was in the uh, the '90. Yeah, he's uh, Bill Dembro. He is Bill in. That's it. I. I will always recognize him as Bill Dembro from the mini '90s miniseries of it. Yep. Uh, recently, though, he was also in the Americans. Uh, he had a much he had a bigger role. He was Frank. Um, he was in, in the, the Americans TV. as well, huh? He was Frank in the Americans. He was in forty eight episodes. Oh wow! Um, the other the other guy was only in a handful. Hmm. Um, and he was also in uh, Ozark. Oh. Nathan. Nathan and Ozark. I I only seen the first season, so he must have been in later seasons. I I only saw the first season when it first came out. Yeah, and I forgot. I when the second season came out, I was like, I need to rewatch the first season. And I I didn't get in back into the first season. And I missed <laughs> the rest of the show, and now I have to go back and watch the first season still. <laughs> anyway, I hear it's great. Uh, uh Dolores and Desk. Uh, Christine Nielsen and Rose Weaver. I just wanted to mention Dolores and Desk again. They weren't really in anything anymore. <laughs> you just want to bring up the fight again. <laughs> I, I would like to talk about the fight more. <laughs> so these two meet up in a bar, have a few drinks, and then start their whole oh. bar stools at each other. Oh, they're gonna have they're gonna have their own movie now, huh? <laughs> anyway, and that's where my gay fan fiction comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> Does. In this story, does Dolores and Des fall in love? Yeah, the enemies to lovers. That's how it works. All right. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Smith. <laughs> uh, Susie. Lovers to enemies to lovers. <laughs> uh, Susie. Susan. Susie. Was, Here we uh, go. Patricia Clarkson. Can, can Logan nail it? What do you recognize her from? Uh, quite a few things, but easy A. Yes, she was. She was, she was mom a cool mom. E the mom in Easy A. I got and, one. And uh, fucking oh oh oh, Nigel from Devil Wears Prada is the cool stepdad. Easy A is a good fucking movie. Love that movie. Stanley Tucci. Stanley get, Tucci. Get his Thank name, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched his show on HBO. I just it slipped my mind. Naderate, did you have? Uh, the Maze Runner movies. She was Ava in the Maze Runner movies as well. Oh, um, she's also the mom in Jumanji. Yeah. Ooh. In the, yeah. the original Jumanji. Yeah. The, yeah. Robin Williams. Yep. Yep. So yep, she, yep, was, yep, yep, yep. she was Robin Williams' mom. Yeah. Huh. I don't. I just don't remember her. Yeah. Um. She was. Uh, she was also Carrie's mom. In the TV, in the 2002 TV movie version mm. of Carrie, that'd be cool. I, I've definitely seen this actress in like more bitch roles than I've seen her in 
cool roles. So I, what else is she, keep going? Um, Green Mile. That's a, that's oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that's a big one. A lot of people know. Uh, Shutter Island. I've seen it, but I'll I don't throw that one out there. It. It's from what I from what I gather. I mean, I've seen it. From what I gather, it's one of those like you, people love it or they. No, I, I have seen it. I just don't remember her in it. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. She's um, Tammy number one in Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, yeah she is. That's what I remember her from too. Yes, um, I was saving that one. I, I thought that's the one <laughs> you would bring up. I thought that's the one you would bring up. I'm so sorry. I um, hate to ruin the surprise. No, you're fine. You're fine. She was also in House of Cards. Um, oh. We talked about Paul being in it. Paul was in it more, I believe, but she was she was in I think ten episodes or whatever. And then she was also in. Um, the HBO series adaptation for Sharp Objects. Um, if you know, Don't um, know that the woman uh, Jillian or Gillian Flynn, uh, who wrote Gone Girl, okay, uh, also wrote this uh, book called Sharp Objects. HBO made a TV series uh, on it. I've read both. I've read the book and seen the series. She was the mom. Also a bitch, by the way. So there's another bitch role <laughs> for you. She crushed it. She's typecast. Um, yeah. She's just very good. <laughs> yeah, she crushed it. Great book. Pretty good series. Uh, Amy Adams is the lead in that. Um, mm, love her. So, yeah. Okay, I got one question. That Parks and Rec episode, was that the one where Ron's mom, was that like trying to outdrink yeah. her? Okay. Oh <laughs> my God. That God, that Tammy number one episodes are like some of the best content that comes from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Man, yeah, I I saw her in the thumbnail for the IMDb, and I was very excited. I instantly recognized her. I was like, yes, and she did a great job. She didn't speak for most of the episode. Yeah, it was, was she... it was a little different seeing her younger because I'm always used to seeing yeah. her uh, what she is today. So yeah, and her voice hasn't changed though. No. Like she's got a deep, deep voice, and like it's it's very recognizable. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was kind of disappointed that she didn't talk for a good bit of the episode. Yeah, that that's all I have for that astrology. All right, it's time for Would You Rather? But. Well, class, which would you rather do? <laughs> All right, kids, this is the game of Would You Rather, where I give these fine folks a couple scenarios in which they have to choose from. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. That was gross. My pizza's coming back at me. <laughs> um... So, we were in a uh, insane asylum quite a bit during this episode. At the insane asylums, they do lobotomies and they do electroshock therapies. So, which one would you rather do? A lobotomy or an electroshock therapy? Which one would you rather have to go through? Electroshock, electroshock therapy. therapy. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that's what you chose. There's no coming back Fuck. from the lobotomy. At least you have the chance of coming back from the electroshock therapy. 
Uh, okay, the next one is... Would you rather spend one night in a coffin, not like buried or anything, just in the coffin, closed, or one night in a straight straight jacket in a padded room? Give me the fucking padded room with the straight jacket, a thousand percent. Oh my god. Okay. Don, which yeah. one are you going with? Uh, was that... A straight jacket in a padded room versus being buried alive? No, not buried alive. You're just in a coffin for a night. I mean, a coffin, they seem pretty comfy. Honestly, I'm are, going coffin. Are they Are they out in the open? Like, Yeah, it's out in the yeah, open. Yeah, like, it's like, like in uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Like, isn't that scenario? Yep. Yep. No, you're not buried alive or anything. It's just you're okay. in a coffin. Okay, okay. Me personally, um, I'm I... doing a, I'm doing a coffin because I couldn't do a straight jacket. Having my arms tied around me, that's too I have to have my arms moving. I couldn't do a straight jacket at all. I'd go crazy in the straight jacket. Yeah, I think I could probably get some some sleep in a coffin. Yeah, I'm I... doing a coffin. If I can get myself into the fetal position, I'll be fine. how i sleep i could <laughs> Dude, that scene the scene the scene where you see dr trust taking the straight jacket off susie was just so awkward yeah that was um i i feel like that was a bad moment in the episode. And I don't know if it was just poorly acted or if it was poorly paced or poorly written. It but was slow, very slowly done. It felt very weird and it felt almost like I thought that Dr. Trask was about to like fucking jump on her. Mm -hmm. um, and but she did she did utilize good self-defense techniques and went straight for the eyes. Yeah, Straight for the eyes. She was in there. And he threw her off and she was right back on top of Dude, him. How cool would it have been if you see <laughs> if they actually had the special effects of her like thumbs going Thumb into his, his eyes. Out. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> then she would have stayed locked in the, the same asylum. But that would have been sweet. Yeah, that's I, my yeah. how it would have ended. <laughs> if they had the recording of him killing Paul. That's true. That's true. Unless fucking Desk has erased them. No, because Dolores <laughs> took her down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who would you rather want to see win a fight, Dolores or Desk? Ooh, oh, mama, let me see that fight. <laughs> Did you say who would you rather fight, Dolores or Dez? Who would you rather have win the fight? Oh, fucking Dolores. <laughs> if Desk is on it, yeah, I'd pick Dolores as well. Gorn's sister revenges her brother, avenges her brother, revenges, avenges her brother. Shit, that'd be fucking cool. We need a part. Yeah, but it's evenly matched. Need a part two of this episode with Dolores and Desk. I almost right. thought that's the game of Would You Rather, folks. <laughs> Would you rather? Don't. Um, I guess it's time for us to talk about what we creeped ourselves to this week. What did you do this week, class, to creep 
yourself. <laughs> now comes the time where we all show in hell something that we treated ourselves to this week. Um, Nate, why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. Um, the Bear. It's an FX show. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen The Bear? Haven't seen it, but I want to. Okay. I highly recommend watching it. It's it's about this guy's uh, brother kills this, excuse me, uh, fam- uh, very good chef, like one of the best chefs in the world. His brother ends up killing himself, so he in- gets inherited his brother's restaurant, his dead brother's restaurant. And it is chaotic, it is stressful, and it is so well made. Um, have you guys ever watched the show Shameless? Yes, I know he's one of the the, the okay, people from yeah, Shameless. Lip. I, I I I don't know the actor's name, but I always call him Lip because that's his name in Shameless. Dude, I I really liked him in Shameless, but there's this one episode, dude. The guy can fucking act. He is such a good actor. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the drama in this episode, everything. It's so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's stressful to watch. Like, you're stressing out with the characters in the show. It's really, really well done. So, The Bear, it's on FX. Watch it. It's great. The memes that came out of that show, like, someone would say something like, whenever I cook chicken nuggets in my air fryer, and then it shows the guy from The Bear, like, in his kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was so funny. Um I do want to watch that show. I've I've heard nothing but good things, and I also really like that actor from the few episodes I've seen of them in Shameless. I like I binged it in one day. I mean, they're short episodes, they're like half hour episodes, and there's eight of them, so it's easy to get through. I want to watch it with Diego, and so if he's interested in it, we'll watch it. Thon, watch it. Write a report about it. I want to hear you back on it. Maybe you can find another Dolores versus Dusk scenario in there. If the show's good, my brain won't go to those places and write amazing material. <laughs> I'll be invested in the show as it is. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, the other thing I creeped myself to is Ratchet and Clank when Rifts Apart. Um, I probably mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and that was like when I just started it, but I've been playing it a lot more ever since then. This game is so much fun. It's Sure, it's a little kiddie-ish, but it's still so much fun for adults, too. The the weapons that they make up in the game are just so barbaric, and it's funny. Like, one of the episodes, it's like a drill. You shoot the drill head, and it uh, hits a guy, kills him. But as it's running towards the guy, it barks like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Not even kidding. It lets out... And then it kills the guy. It's so good. I, uh, and I love uh, that game. there's another part in the game where uh, either Ratchet or somebody else is helping this group of like weasels or whatever. <clears throat> and these guys have uh, northern accents like myself. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Don. When I was when I was playing the game, I'm like, "Gosh, is this not, is this how I actually sound when I'm talking to everybody?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Minnesotan, Wisconsin accent. It, I'm like, I should shut up. <laughs> but I loved it. It was adorable. 
Uh, Ratchet and Clank, great game. I'm loving it. I'm going to keep on playing it. So that's what I've kicked myself to. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll try. I'll try and find a YouTube clip of like those characters, and I'll send it to you, and you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm hearing it right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Thon, what do you do to creep yourself? Oh man, um, I had I had a weekend that I didn't have to do anything. Nice. When I tell you that I did not have to do anything, I did not do anything. I uh, I relaxed. You deserved it. I did nothing. Um, It was great. Um, This week was uh, a little bit better, so I was treating myself to uh, actually leaving work at a decent time. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice to, uh, try to get out and just be like, not having to make myself stay so long so I can get out and not feel guilty about it, all that kind of stuff. It was great. Good, uh, good mental, mental creep. Um, I did, uh, I watched, I haven't, I don't think I've brought it up before, but I always just sit there. One of the things I always kind of rewatch if I got because they're only like 15 minute episodes is uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. It's fantastic. It's on Netflix. It's Jerry Seinfeld picking up celebrities and a classic, you know, different cars. They talk about the car for a little bit and he just interviews comedians and stuff. So um, it's really funny. It's an easy rewatch. Uh, yeah. Check it out. If you got <laughs> 15 minutes to kill. <laughs> They're great little short episodes. You just put them on and you don't have to pay attention to them or anything. Nice. Uh, yeah. Logan, what'd you, what'd you, what'd you get? Um, well, I, uh, I went to uh, Dallas for the weekend to see my family because uh, this is the first year I'm going to be spending Christmas with Diego's family. We're going to kind of like start switching off. Um fucking adult now so i guess this is my first christmas away from home actually so i went and did my parents christmas this past weekend um and i got a new microphone that i was very excited to use tonight and then uh we got started recording and i realized i needed more things so um hopefully i'll have a better sound next week but uh i bought christmas sweaters for barry and milo and they're wearing them right now and they're very cute um Man, uh, my man, I'm just so broke right now because it's Christmas. So I got my mom got me a comforter, which was really nice. Nice. And um, I I got a bunch of other really nice things that I just genuinely can't think of right now because it's it was so crazy to me. Like whenever we were doing Christmas morning, like my family just kept handing me gifts, and I was like, why do I have so many gifts? <laughs> there were so many. So, um. There's just too many to think of. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I guess we're going to fucking creep ourselves to a winter storm this weekend. So mm-hmm. that's it's really about it. So hopefully I'll get to just stay home all weekend. But that's about it. I got to see my family. And it was it was really nice to spend time with them. Um, I actually, like, didn't want to leave, which is unusual. <laughs> but I'm always happy to be home. So, yeah, 
That sounds lovely. Uh, the worst part of like my work year is like just about over, so I just have to like get through this hill. <laughs> but yeah, um, is that all that we creeped ourselves to, boys? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it very much last week, but I watched Wednesday all the way through, and I fucking loved it. Um, I I think I'm like the exact target audience for it, so for me it was ten out of ten. But I understand that is not the like general consensus. Um, all right, well let's go ahead and get to our weekly seance. Do you hear the spirits calling? All right, class, the time has come for us to join hands and see if we can reach anyone on the other side. Uh, Nate, you do it. Mm, Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) Demons, come on in and talk to us. (laughs) Because it's cold outside. Are we getting anything? Such a nice invitation, but uh, no dice. (laughs) I promise I won't rule for your drinks. <laughs> Maybe just a cigarette more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you would like to reach us from the other side, I think this mouse in my wall is trying to talk to us. Um, yeah, I, I hear it all day. Um, the time has come for us to uh, drop our email and our phone number that we don't have. Uh, if you would like to, uh, if you would like to talk to us, you can send us an email at ghoulishuniversity at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at ghoulishuni, on Instagram at ghoulishuniversity, and, um, you can send us a voicemail at the link in the episode description. Um, make sure to study up for next week's episode. We're going to get back on track. So we'll be doing season two, episode 17, My Brother's Keeper. Anything else before we dismiss the class? Nope. All right. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Bye. Bye. I was waiting for Thon to go. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Bye. you have to do it. Bye. Um. <laughs> <laughs>